Steve and Andy Meet Batman, Episode 3, The Whale of the Siren. Alright, we're back for another episode. This is our third episode. Yeah, I know. Third in a three in a row. It's pretty amazing when you think about it for I us. Know. I mean, for us, because, you know, we have a track record of not doing anything, doing anything in a row. row. So, uh, I'm Steve. And I'm Andy. And this is Steve and Andy Meet Batman. And what we do, if you haven't figured it out, is we watch episodes of the 1960s Adam West Batman and we just talk about it. Yeah, pretty much. It's a pretty open and shut case right there. That's what we do, yeah. And it's a lot of fun. I've been having a lot of fun with this so far. I've I've been having a a lot of fun watching the old show. Because so far, we're only doing season three episodes, and um, I don't really remember a lot of them so far that we've watched. Yeah, I I used to watch a show when I was a kid, but these are all pretty much new to me. So it's (laughs) because I forgot everything that I've seen when I was a kid. So this is cool. It's fun. Right. No, yeah, I agree. It's, um... It, it it's it's very familiar because we're all used to Adam West and Burt Ward and all those things. And everybody but knows I, Batman. Right, yeah. But it's also new because like we said, we don't really remember these episodes very much. So it's it's a lot of fun and I hope everyone who's listening is having fun with us. I I think they are. I really do. So, um Valentine's Day week or actually Valentine's Day tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, it's tomorrow. Tomorrow's the big... Do you have big plans for, uh, uh, for tomorrow? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, neither do I. <laughs> oh, you're, uh, you're married, though. Nothing, no date or anything? No, no. no. Uh, not yet. I mean, we don't have anything really planned yeah. yet. I'm, I mean, I know we'll do something, but yeah. nothing, nothing's really planned. So, uh, does your wife listen to the podcast? All the time. <laughs> Good. So, yeah, I don't really have anything planned. I'll probably watch... Seinfeld or something like that, and I'll, pr- I'll probably watch Batman. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably watch next week's episode of Batman. Is what I'll do, and then and then think about what I'm gonna say. Yeah, same here. I agree. So, uh, yeah, you're feeling a little bit under the weather. Yeah. No. Yeah, I am really sick today. Actually. Yeah. yeah. I know you it's sound kinda... you sound a little sick. So hopefully we can get through this podcast okay. And I think yeah, yeah. I always don't start hacking. <laughs> is that what's? Is it just a cold that you have? Yeah, yeah, it's just a really bad cold. Yeah, it kind of sucks because the weather has been fantastic this week. Yeah, well, the big change in the weather is probably you think the sudden change in the weather is probably what caused it. Yeah, that'll get me too, and it goes from like warm to cold. But I've had a pretty good week, busy, but you know. Yeah. Well, what's funny is that uh, after we recorded last week's episode. Yeah, I got I got really sick with like a stomach virus. Hmm. I'm never sick, and I am sick back to back, and I think it's because of the the boxing episode of Batman. I know that that made me a little sick to watch too. <laughs> I think that's what it was. <laughs> All right, so uh, you ready to get into this week's episode? Yeah. All right, let's do it. So this week's episode is called The Whale of the Siren, and Andy, you have some information about this episode for us? Yeah, yeah, I do. Whale of the Siren was original original air date, September 28th, 1967. It was okay. episode number 97. It's kind of cool. Did I say it was it aired in 1997? No, I think you I did, said... <laughs> okay, I meant to say 67. You well, know what? Yeah, it probably did air at least once in the year 1997. 1997, so yeah, that's true. Okay, it was written by Stanley Ralph Ross and directed by George Wagner. Joan Collins is the guest star as the Siren. All right. 
we open with the siren in Commissioner Gordon's office, which we saw last week. And uh, Commissioner Gordon is under her control, because no man can resist the wail of the siren, apparently. No, obviously not, especially in that silver (laughs) mini-dress. You think that gay men can resist? I know we we kind of touched on this, and I don't know, and could get... I don't know either. I don't know. That's that's a good that's a good question. I was <laughs> towards the end of the episode. There was a. I was thinking. Hmm. I wonder. But yeah, uh, I know. Well, I I think I know what part you're talking about. There. We'll get into that. Um, her plan is for Commissioner Gordon to meet Batman in a neutral place, and Gordon uh, suggests Barbara's apartment because you know she's. I don't a know, neutral place, <laughs> I guess. I don't really consider that a neutral place because that's Commissioner Gordon's daughter. That would be more of his turf. Yeah, neutral place would have been, like, you know, a coffee shop. But I guess... Steak and I, shake. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but but she did ask, where does he park the Batmobile when he goes over to Barbara's? Yeah, I and know. He, and he said in the underground garage. I know. Do you think Batman has to pay for parking? Yeah, I do. <laughs> do you think he has a Bat Pass that gets him all the parking he wants? He might, you know what? You're right. I never thought of that. He probably does have a Bat Pass. So we cut to Bruce and Dick, and they get the call from Gordon, and... And uh, Batman thinks it's a little weird that um, Gordon wants to meet in Barbara's apartment, but he doesn't ask questions. He said, we always obey orders. So we see Because the they're hi- deputies. They, he claims that they're deputies. When did they become deputies of Gotham City? <laughs> I don't know. We I thought they were vigilantes. We missed that. But uh, we see the hierarchy. Wait, because, they're, because they're deputies, are they on the payroll? Do they get paid? Are there, Do they get paychecks that say Batman? They and should. The one that says You're Robin? Right. They do this for free? Does Batman get paid more than Robin? Anyway, we cut to the opening credits, and after the opening credits, Batman and Robin take off in the Batmobile to go to uh, Barbara's apartment. Uh, they show up in Barbara's apartment, and Chief, o- Chief O'Hara's there. Yeah, and I thought that was weird. I he was never called to go there, and he's just there. I think he was looking for uh, Commissioner Gordon, so he's... What did he have to tell him that was so important that he went all the way to Barbara's apartment? We never found out. Yeah, I know. That that might be for a later episode or maybe a That might be. It might come up might come up later in the series. Do you think that comes up in fan fiction or anything like that? <laughs> probably. I yeah. Yeah, I probably. I think Josh wrote a fan fiction about that. <laughs> Chief O'Hara's dilemma. So anyway, Chief O'Hara is getting more and more Irish as the episodes go on. Have you noticed that? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I expect him to have a pot of gold later. Batman and Robin are uh, Barbara's apartment, and they're a little concerned that Gordon is not there uh, because he's never late. He's a very punctual guy. Yeah, yeah, he is a very fun. Yeah, O'Hare says he's never been. He's never missed an appointment in his life. I know. How does O'Hare does? How does O'Hare actually know that? Is they've that, been it, lifelong he, friends, I'm sure. I guess so. <laughs> Which is the only explanation. That might, that, might, that might answer our question about the siren. <laughs> and the whale of the siren. I don't know. So we cut to the siren and Gordon in the parking garage of Barbara's apartment. And her plan is for Gordon to go into the Batcave by getting into Batman's trunk and riding home with him. And uh, why is the Batmobile just sitting? <laughs> it's it's a little weird it's, that the, the it's Batmobile... It's in the garage. Yeah, it's just parked there. No, it's not locked, apparently. Anyone can just pop the trunk and climb in. It's actually amazing that this hasn't happened before, when you think about it. It might, maybe it has. <laughs> I think they get a lot of people just showing up in the Batcave. <laughs> a, a lot of vagabonds in the Batcave. Why was, was Siren wearing a wig in this scene? I didn't, I didn't notice anything weird, but maybe. I'll have to go back and I look. I she was wearing, like, a curly wig. I was like, why is she wearing a curly wig? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'll have to go back and look. It's, I, it's just an observation. I could be wrong, but I thought she was wearing a wig. <laughs> So, of course, Gordon will do anything because he's under her spell. So he hops in the trunk. 
Um, and back in Barbara's apartment, um, Barbara, o- <laughs> Barbara offers uh, Batman and Robin some soft drinks, but Batman says that that might be too relaxing. Which, uh, yeah. what kind of soft drinks? They have caffeine in them. <laughs> if anything. <laughs> That's true. I'm actually drinking a soft drink right now, and I'm not relaxed what are at you all. Drinking? I'm drinking I'm drinking. So what, what, what are you doing? Crush? I'm crush. drinking a, a Dr. K. <laughs> Big K, Dr. K soda. So uh, Batman has the idea that the Bat computer might help, so him and Robin take off. But they leave through the front door, which apparently they've changed their well, mind about freaking out the yeah, tenants. That would freak out the tenants, I would think. So <laughs> Chief O'Hara also decides to leave, because I guess he's wasting too much time on the job now just sitting around <laughs> in, in Barbara's apartment. Is he getting paid for this? <laughs> So, um, Barbara shows her, shows him her answering machine, and, and he's very... O'Hare's completely freaked by that. I thought that was a really weird scene on the show to get into that much detail about her answering machine. Yeah, you would almost think It doesn't that, come into play later at all. No, I don't think it... Because I, I was thinking, like, the siren would leave an answer, uh, a message on that answering machine, but she never did. It was weird. It came... It never came up again. So, after O'Hara leaves, Barbara remembers that a famous opera singer is in town named Laura Lai uh, Sur- Surly. Laura Lai Surly. Surly, yeah. And this <laughs> this has to be the biggest hunch of all time, because Barbara, <laughs> she says, wait a minute, maybe my dad bumped into this opera singer, and that's why he's late. What are the odds? G- <laughs> Gotham City. <laughs> did, did, did she say it was, like, a big hunch, though? Didn't she say this could be... Didn't she say that to her bird? Like, this could be the biggest hunch of all time. It, 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 I think she is absolutely right, because what are the odds? Gotham City must have, like, 20 million people. or at least it's that woman's intuition. It's I think that's what it is. So, apparently, Lorelai um, was the name of, like, an ancient siren or something like that, and sirens live in grottos, and the Lorelai Surly has been staying in a hotel called the Grotto, or, or something like that. The Grotto something. So, and then using this logic alone, uh, Batgirl jumps into action and rides over on her motorcycle to the hotel. It's, that's a big hunch, but I guess it paid off. She was right in the end. It did pay off. And we did get the debut of the Batgirl song. Oh, yeah. What did you think of that? It was just the Batman like theme with new lyrics. So we cut to Batman and Robin. They're in the ba- the Batcave. And uh, Alfred shows up. It, so Batman and Robin take the bat poles down and up. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. But uh, Alfred has an elevator. I guess he is again sliding down the pole. I don't know. <laughs> He's old. He'd break it up. Did you notice that he was wearing a green apron? And and my first thought is he looks like he's working at Starbucks. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, I didn't like the fact that he has to dust the Batcave. Yeah, I know. It seems like a crappy job. He's down there to dust the Batcave. It's a cave. I know. It's, you, you expect dust, really, right? I don't know. Or mold or something. It, it can't be clean. But I get Alfred makes it look pretty clean. It looks pretty clean. He does, yeah, yeah. So anyway, Batman and Robin want some, some sandwiches and sandwiches milk. Sandwiches and milk. And Alfred has it ready for them, so they run off. Or actually, they slide up the poles. I don't know how that works, but Alfred, uh, while he's dusting, Gordon pops out of the trunk. And uh, he recognizes Alfred as as Bruce Wayne's butler, and then... He also recognizes Alfred's voice as voice, the, yeah, the mysterious voice on the other end of the bat phone. And that was weird. So he has never heard Alfred talk before, even though he knows what he... You think that uh, Bruce never lets Alfred talk while he's in the presence of company or whatever? <laughs> It'd be better if he looked at him and said, Aren't you Gus, Batman's <laughs> corner man? 
I love Gus. I hope he comes up again. I, I really do. Too. He was awesome. Did you notice that after Gordon decided Bruce Wayne and Burt Ward or Dick Grayson, I guess, yeah. are Batman and Robin, he there was just a, a normal old-fashioned black telephone, rotary telephone, sitting there on a desk, and he just nonchalantly picked it up and said, I'm going to call the siren with this information. Do you think you have to dial out, like, dial 9 to get out of the Batcave, or...? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Wait, he would have had to have had phone lines installed in the Batcave. That's true, but I think he did it himself. Batman's pretty handy. Or Alfred maybe did it, I don't Alfred know. Alfred probably did it. <laughs> so anyway, the chief uh, picks up the phone to call the siren, and Alfred sprays... Uh, I'm sorry, the commissioner picks up the phone to call the siren, and Alfred sprays him with uh, some bat, bat sleep. sleep. And I think twelve, they, 12 hours worth. They seem to imply that it's, it has morphine in it, which I think is borderline <laughs> unethical, but... <laughs> They've made uh, Commissioner Gordon a drug addict. <laughs> so they knock him out. Alfred shows up, uh, shows Gordon to Bruce and Dick, and they freak out because now they know that the Gordon has put two and two together, has figured out who they really are. So they're freaking out. We cut to the siren, and her plan now is to call Bruce Wayne and make him sign over all his money and property. Um, so she calls 411 to get his phone number. I know, that's what I wondered... Was Bruce Wayne's number listed? You would think it would be unlisted. I know, but apparently in Gotham you can't get your number unlisted, or Bruce Wayne just likes to take calls from people. I don't know. I don't know, but I like how she goes, can I have stately Wayne Manor? (laughs) I've I've used 411 many times, and I've never said anything like that. I've never said, like, give me the gorgeous Toys R Us in downtown Columbus or anything like that. (laughs) Have you ever had to say, um, have you ever had to call Bruce Wayne, though? That's... That's true. Maybe he prefers it to be called state. Maybe that's what it's a- in the in the telephone book. It's listed as stately Wayne. Yeah, Manor. yeah. Maybe it's more of like a business line and not Bruce Wayne's direct line. I don't know. That could be true. That could be true. So the whole time Batgirl is listening in, and now she knows of the siren's plan to steal all Bruce Wayne's money. And um, I like how she doesn't stop her. Batgirl doesn't stop her. I know because she has a bad track record of fighting by herself. I think. But siren's another female. I know, but she had those you, male henchmen there. I would, you know, it's three against male one. Those male henchmen look like they were 50 years old. <laughs> they did. It was, that's true. Can't they get younger henchmen? really, really now? old. I don't know. Yeah, you think Lorelai would be able to get a young henchman. If, the, if, like, people like the Penguin can always get those young broads to hang out with them. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure Lorelai can get some young, you know, buck, buck strong men to do something. <laughs> so, meanwhile, Batman and Robin, um, they're trying to figure out what to do about the Commissioner Gordon situation. And they get a call from the siren. Uh, Bruce picks up, and uh, she puts Bruce under her spell, and he starts acting really weird, and he just walks out. And of course, Robin is concerned because, you know, Batman never acts like that. But uh, just then, the bat phone rings, and it's Batgirl. Yeah. Robin answers, and Batgirl explains that the siren is going to take all Bruce Wayne's money, and of course, Robin agrees to help because he has to stop her. Anyway, we cut to Bruce Wayne's office where Bruce is gone. And, uh, he's, he's a painting of a wall safe over his wall safe. I know. That's like a horrible disguise. Is it supposed to be like one of those things where someone breaks in and they go, he would never put a wall safe behind a painting of a wall safe? <laughs> I think that's it? it. It's like sort of a reverse psychology sort of thing. <laughs> so he's preparing to sign over all of his assets, and um, he opens up the box that he got out of the wall safe, and he said these are the uh, Wayne family jewels. And did you notice they there was only like a necklace and maybe like a couple rings in there, not too many. Yeah, there wasn't as, there wasn't as much as you would think. And his like all all of his dis, like cash that would be on him, it was just like a stack of like just a small t- stack of like twenties. Yeah, I know. You, I don't know. Oh, I wasn't impressed. I think he's got all his stuff wrapped up in real estate, and he'd be in trouble now in two thousand. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
So yeah, anyway, that's true. he signs over uh, all of his property, and apparently you don't need a lawyer present as a witness in Gotham City, which this yeah. is the one, oh, I would say of all the plans so far that we've seen, uh, the this is the best. makes the most sense, but this is the one part of her plan that I don't think would work. Because I don't well, think... You can basically drug somebody and then have them sign over all their stuff. Yeah, I don't think this would. I don't think this would stand in court at all. No, I think you know Bruce Wayne could sue for his money back. But yeah, and, and it would win contract. very easily. Yeah, but uh, this is Gotham City, and things work a little bit differently there. So anyway, Siren uh, calls Gordon to check up on his progress with the identity of Batman. O'Hara answers, and um, did you notice? <laughs> Before he answered the phone, it looked like he was just sitting there doing nothing, just <laughs> staring at yeah. the wall. <laughs> He's just sitting there, not doing Waiting for the phone to ring. But, and it finally does, and she asks for Commissioner Gordon. He, she, uh, Chief O'Hara says Commissioner Gordon's not here, but uh, that if, wondering if he could help, because I guess he's really bored. But <laughs> the siren tells him, she puts him under her spell, of course, and tells him to go jump in a lake, which he immediately gets up to do. <laughs> so then... Uh, Robin and Batgirl show up, but it's, of course, it's too late. She's already told, uh, Chief O'Hara to jump in the lake, and, uh, she's gotten Bruce to sign over all his money. And, uh, Batgirl and Robin are, you know, there to arrest her, I guess, but she, the siren points out that they can't, because it's now her property, and she asks them to leave. So they leave, with, and, with, they just say, okay, we're licked, and walk out. I know, it. you know, they like to follow the rules, they don't like to trespass on other people's property, OPP. <laughs> So anyway, well, and this was also the 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 part when uh the thing about the siren's whale working on oh, homosexuals yeah. so because before, she tries her whale. Yeah, before uh, when Batman and uh or I'm sorry, Batgirl and Robin show up, the siren just tries her whale and it doesn't work on Batgirl, of course, because she's a woman. But it also doesn't work on Robin, and his explanation is that he's wearing some bat earplugs. But I. I would. I, I don't on. believe that. Come on, Robin. What are you hiding, Robin? Is what I want to know. <laughs> but anyway, so as they leave, Robin leaves a uh, little, a listening device, on the curtain, and they overhear the siren telling Bruce to leap off the roof because she's done with him now. She doesn't. Yeah, you know. she doesn't need him. He's 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 a fop now. So they race up to the roof by the stairs, and Robin points out that Batgirl has a what did he say? It's he has, good shape. Yeah, she's in she good shape. You have a good shape. And uh, they get there just in time to save Bruce Wayne as he's about to jump off his own building, and uh, of course a fight breaks out. A fight breaks out. And I thought this was a pretty cool fight because the whole it was better time, better than most. Yeah. yeah, you know they were trying to stop Bruce Wayne from jumping off, and it had kind of some comedic elements. And there. Robin punched and Robin punched him once. Yeah, I know. I thought that was pretty good. But no, uh, I think Robin and Batgirl work pretty well as a team together. I hope we get to yeah, see more. Yeah, I do more too. I, I thought that was pretty fun. I was thinking I wouldn't mind seeing a show with just those two in it. I know, actually, yeah, that's a good point. I was going to say, what was cool in that fight is when Siren got knocked off and she almost fell off the building, yeah. and Robin was going to let her fall. I know, so, yeah, like you said, Siren gets knocked off, and, yeah, what is Robin... There's some, a lot of, like, really borderline unethical behavior there. Some, I mean... I mean, the television show Batman would never do anything like that. The comic book Batman, yes. The TV show Batman would never do that. But the TV show Robin is is cold and heartless. I know, he's very he's gonna, cold. He was going to push her off the roof unless she's reversed her curse on Bruce Wayne. And luckily for her, she does agree to reverse the curse on Bruce Wayne. But in order to do so, she has to lose her own voice. So she does. She loses her own voice. She's out of commission now. No, she can't put anyone else under her spell. And um, the day is saved, of course. 
Yeah, they revi- they revive Gordon. Yeah, so um, we cut back to Batman, Robin, and uh, Barbara Gordon. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. We cut back to Batman and Robin and Barbara waking up Commissioner Gordon. And uh, luckily for Batman and Robin, Gordon doesn't remember a thing. And they don't even really explain what happened. Yeah, I was wondering, wouldn't he still be under the siren spell? Or how does how is he out of the spell now? Do you well, think they had like a they had a tape they had a tape of her going ah, like that. I don't know where it, it, it came from, but they did. Maybe that was a deleted scene with the uh, the answering machine. Yeah, that's actually could be. <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, uh, they're like, wait a minute, what happened to Chief O'Hara? And he shows up. He he's soaked, right? <laughs> he's. Wouldn't he get changed first before coming into his boss's office soaked? He's completely drenched because he's been. I don't know how long. Yeah, I don't know how long he's been in the bottom of that lake. Who knows? Uh, That's a good point. (laughs) So anyway, Batman's happy that Wayne got his money back, obviously, because Batman is Bruce Wayne. And Batman and Robin take off, and that's the end of the episode. Yeah. But then we see Batman and Robin back in the Batcave having a chat with uh, Commissioner Gordon. And we hear the ping one coming from uh, a new machine that Batman's developed. What's it called? Like the criminal detector uh, or something goofy like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, something something like that. Yeah, I don't remember what it was called, but yeah, something like that. So then we see the ping one, and he's hanging out with a, a new... Is she new? A new girl yeah, named... Yeah, Lo- Lola Lasagna. I don't know. We'll have to see. And they're talking about horse racing. I don't know. Yeah. But here's the thing about that. I think Batman's infringing a little bit on some civil rights civil here. Civil rights by, there. Oh, yeah, definitely. Just I listening. think Christopher Nolan saw this episode for the ending of The Dark Knight. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. That's true, because he's listening in to all the criminals, even though it didn't really appear that the Penguin was doing anything was wrong. Anything wrong, weird. yeah. I don't know. It's a little weird, but... And that's I the end the, of the I was, was going to say, I thought the end was weird because it looked like the Penguin was hanging out at a pier picking up old women. That's that's a good point. And how did he get out of jail so fast? Wasn't it just a few days ago that he basically attempted murder, kidnapping? Oh, yeah, and kidnapping him. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. That was very weird. Obviously, the justice system in Gotham has... It's a little screwy. So anyway, that was the end of the episode. A really good episode, I thought. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I liked all the... I liked Batgirl and Robin taking over and... yeah. Commissioner Gordon being a doofus and Batman being a doofus and everything. It was fun. But uh, tied in nicely because tomorrow is Valentine's Day. and Oh, yeah, you're right. Watch out if there are any opera singers in your town. Just be be a little wary of that because they might put you under a spell and try to get you to to, uh, jump into a lake or off a building. Or sign over your fortune. Or get into a trunk of a car. Don't do it is what I'm saying. Wear your bat earplugs and you'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, if you like our podcast, you can check us out at steveandandy.blogspot.com or subscribe to us on iTunes. And iTunes, is, we have about 20 subscribers now, which is good, I think. Do we have any more reviews? Uh, no more reviews last time I checked. Well, that's what I, people need to leave reviews. I know. So if you like the podcast, please leave a review. And if you don't like the podcast, you can also leave a review. I don't care. And say why you don't like the show. Yeah, or you can email us at stevenandy at gmail.com. And um, so I want to be I want to become the number one searched, the number one podcast for when you search Adam West. And actually, right now we're number 10. We were number eight, but we dropped below some other podcast and um, like some high school math class podcast is ahead of us. Well, that's stink. Well, I want I want to be the number one podcast search for Chief O'Hara. 
Oh, yeah. So that's another goal. Yeah. I mean, I don't I think, think we're number two on that one. <laughs> okay, so Andy, really great podcast this week. It was a good podcast. I agree. I hope you feel better. I agree. I hope I start feeling better, too. And I hope you come up with some good Valentine's Day plans. Actually, I hope I come up with some good Valentine's Day plans. Yeah, I hope you do, too. It's not too late. You know, Valentine's Day is tomorrow, so I could still meet somebody and have have a great Valentine's Day. Well, what do you need to do is get out of here. You know, I need to go start hanging out at piers like the penguin. That might work for you. You might pick up some old ladies. Or get some bat sleep and go to a party. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Andy, take care, buddy. I'll, I'll see you later. You too. See you later, Steve. Winter winds as the night moves in. 